hey friends, God bless you. Welcome to Fruit of the Vine Ministries. My name is John Davison. I am really excited to have you here with me today as you're listening to this and as we're exploring the fruit of the Spirit, the carpos, the manifestation, the offspring of the Holy Spirit living inside of you. This has been such a fun series for me. I hope it has been powerful for you, whether you're listening on the podcast, whether you're you're watching the video or you're just catching this in, in some other format, I'm really excited to have you with me because the times that we're living in with all of the tension happening in the world, it has never been more important, especially as myself, as an American, for, for me and for the body of Christ in the United States of America and even around the globe as, as Christians are suffering persecution, to be able to function and walk in the Spirit and walk in the Holy Spirit. And as an individual who is born again and spirit-filled and has submitted themselves to the Holy Spirit and, and risen that white flag of surrender to the Lord and allowed Jesus to, to rule and reign in our hearts, as Paul said in Ephesians to the Ephesian church, you know, we get to experience a life of, of abundance that, that other people don't get to experience. I mean, we don't we have access to promises in God that no other people in the world have access to because we're born again. Their spirits are dead. They're dead in trespasses and sins. They're children of darkness. They're not children of light. But as children of light, we get to walk in the light as he is in the light. And we get to have fellowship not only with God but with one another. And we get to connect spirit to spirit. And so as we stir one another on to faith, to good works, even more so as we see the day of Christ's return approaching very quickly, very quickly, which was a common understanding among the early church. And as we thrust forward to a global society, a one world order, and we really think about what's transpiring in the world around us, now, more than ever, we need the power of the Holy Spirit, not just moving on the outside around us, but the genuine Holy Spirit that Jesus said is the spirit of truth in John chapter 14, and that when he comes, he's going to teach us all truths. And so if we allow the Holy Spirit to be our teacher, we will be able to live out what the Holy Spirit says we can have, which is his fruit of being rooted in him, grounded in him, and allowing our spirit, our spirit to rule and reign over our mind, our will, our emotions, and not allowing our faculties, not allowing our five senses, not allowing our flesh or our body to be the one to be the measuring line of what truth is, but actually to allow the Holy Spirit to determine what truth is, how we can live, and the power that we can have even in the midst of a world that is falling apart around us. And so that brings us to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. And we're going to continue this series right now. But the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy, peace and patience, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law because those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and its desires and since we live by the spirit we live by the spirit 
Let us keep in step with the Spirit, and let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. In other words, what Paul is expressing to us here, that if we're truly living Holy Spirit lives, if we're truly living Holy Spirit-filled lives, if we're truly living and walking, living our lives, conducting ourselves, if our forward momentum is in the Spirit continually day after day, then we're going to have life and peace. We're going to live because we've crucified We've put under subjection the flesh, the flesh, our carnal being, our natural mind, our natural man. It's all now subject to the Holy Spirit if we'll partner with the Spirit. And so as we study these fruit, today we are looking at faithfulness, faithfulness. And this Greek word is pistis, pistis. And I want to break down for you, now if you've not watched any of the other episodes yet of the Fruit of the Spirit series, I want to encourage you, go back and start from the beginning. This is a, a multi-part series that we've been in, and we are, we are on number seven right now, and then we'll do eight and nine after this. But hear me now, the Fruit of the Spirit is pistis, faithfulness. But what is pistis and what does pistis actually mean? What is faithfulness? Because many read that and they say, okay, well, it's faithfulness. Okay, faithfulness, but what does that mean? Well, what does it mean to be faithful? It means that you, you, you trust the individual, that you submit yourself to an individual. It means that you're faithful to them. And so faithful means that you're so full of faith in their abilities that you trust and so as we walk in the Spirit, we encounter different things, we listen to the Holy Spirit, we see God line things up in our lives, which proves to us that God is true, the reality of the kingdom is true, and you know through the transformation, through your testimony, that God really is who he says he is, that the gospel is true, that Jesus resurrected from the dead. And so you have a measure of faith, but you grow in faith. And the fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness. And so how do we get to a place where we're, we're, we have more faith? We're faithful with the faith we have so that we can be more faithful. And we trust the Lord. Listen to what this word means. Faith, faithfulness, pistis, as a noun, faith has proof. So we look at fulfilled prophecies, for example, or we look at the rebirth. I'll give you a great example the rebirth of the nation of Israel. You know, God said that he would gather his people once again and bring them back to the land. Now, it's not because of their righteousness and it's not because they did everything properly, but it's because of God's faithfulness to his promises, to his people. When he makes a declaration, when he makes a claim and a statement, he is true. And when we see him fulfill his promises in the natural, it allows us to believe him for more. And so faith has proof it, through fulfilled prophecies, through the resurrection of Jesus. We see these things take place through the shed blood, through the giving of the Holy Spirit, through the gifts of the Spirit. We see the evidence that faith produces reality. We can tether what God says to, and he is true, and we can believe him for more. Number two, faith is a conviction based upon hearing. Based upon hearing. Let's take a look at Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 and just explore this for a moment. 
Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says this. Consequently, faith comes by hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ or faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what happens? We have heard the Lord. We have experienced, we have tasted and seen that he is good. We've had a transformational experience in our walk with Christ. But there's more to what we've experienced than just what we've experienced. Because faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when we see God's promises in his word and we connect with his word, And when his yes and amen becomes our yes and amen, and when our yes and amen agrees with his yes and amen, then we see his promises fulfilled because we trust that he is true. We trust that what he said is factual. And we know that he's not going to lie. He is going to fulfill what he said he was going to do. Assurance. Faithfulness. Faith, as a noun, is an assurance. Let's go back to Galatians chapter 3 here for just a moment. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 5, it says this, Does God give his spirit and work miracles among you because you observe the law or because you believed what you heard? Or because you believed what you heard? In other words, you believe God. You believe his word. We have to be people, listen, The statistics are staggering to me, and I'm so grieved by how many believers, especially in the United States, don't believe that the Bible is the Word of God, that it is the infallible Word of God. The statistics are like only 54% of professing Christians in the United States actually believe that the Bible is the infallible, inspired Word of God, and that it is truth, and that it is an accurate record of God's faithfulness, of His story, history. And so if we don't believe that God's Word is true, then when we read it, we will have floppy faith. We will be tossed back and forth by every wind of doctrine, because then we'll only be left to our logical mind, which is our soul, And our sole power in and of itself is like trusting in our own righteousness, which God says trusting in your own righteousness is nothing but filthy rags. In other words, in God's sight, your logic and your reason all by itself apart and untethered from the Holy Spirit is immoral and corrupt. In fact, it talks about that the natural mind, the natural man, does not perceive the things of the Spirit because they are only spiritually understood, spiritually discerned. And so if you do not believe that, as Timothy says, that all Scripture is God-breathed, then what will happen is, is you'll have faith for only some things, but you'll never encounter, you'll never experience, you'll never live in faithfulness because you will not partner with the Holy Spirit because you won't believe that what he says can function and happen in your life is true and that what God promised is going to be fulfilled not only in heaven, but on earth and especially concerning 
the return of Christ, especially concerning life and life more abundantly, if you don't believe that this is infallible, if you don't believe that this is true, then you'll never experience faithfulness because you won't partner with the Holy Spirit because you'll call him a liar. Listen now, Jesus said the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And if you want to hear the Holy Spirit more, then you have to be able to hear truth because that's his language. The enemy's language, the satanic, the demonic language is lies. Satan is the father of lies, but the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And you won't hear the Holy Spirit if you cannot hear and receive his truth. You will muffle his voice and you will muffle his voice by muffling the truth of the word of God. Another aspect of faithfulness. It is a firm conviction producing a full acknowledgement of God's revelation. Listen now. I just shared this with you. If we don't believe what God has said through his apostles, his prophets, his evangelists, his pastors, his teachers who have gone before us and have helped us to have a written account through the pneuma, the breath, wind of the Holy Spirit. Men have died for this book. Men have died to get this into our hands. Men have been burned at the stake to get this into our hands. And we will never encounter the fullness of joy, the fullness of the fruit of the Spirit, the fullness of peace, if we don't believe that what is written in here is true. So faith is a firm conviction which produces a full acknowledgement of God's revelation And so, friends, it grieves my heart. And I don't want you to be deluded. I don't want you to be swayed with every wind of doctrine. I don't want you to live a life that's wishy-washy and flopping back and forth and blown in the wind by social media, blown in the wind by every current event that's happening in the world and just being stressed out. You don't have to be stressed out if you will believe the Holy Spirit. If you will believe the spirit of truth, then my friends, then and only then will you fully rest in the promises of God. And that is when Jesus said, you take his yoke upon you and you learn from him. If you believe he's a liar, you won't trust him. You won't learn from him because his yoke is easy. His burden is light. And he promises that you will find rest Rest for your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, your faculties. You'll find rest for them if you believe the truth. Because it's the truth, he says, that will set us free. Faithfulness, pistis, as a verb. Hear me now. Faith is an action. Faith is a a personal surrender to God. In other words, listen to this. It is an action inspired by full surrender to God. Listen to 2 Corinthians 5-7 with me for a moment. I feel so impressed upon my spirit right now for you to grasp this and the importance and the weight of what God is telling us right now. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Actually, I'm going to start at verse 6. Therefore, we are always confident 
and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. We live by faith, not by sight. Listen to this now. We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please Him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. Listen to what he's saying. We live intentionally as believers. We live intentionally, whether we are at home and we're in our bodies or we're with Him. The purpose and the function of man is to glorify God, not ourselves. To glorify Jesus, not our own empires. To make His kingdom known and to have the advancement of His kingdom which has no end. That we have been made disciples for the express purpose of of revealing the glory of God to the world around us. And not for ourselves. Not for us. But faith produces a peace that passes all understanding. Because faithfulness is trusted. That God is real. He is true. And we experience it in the transformation of our lives, the renewing of our minds, the surrendering of our bodies, the laying down as a living sacrifice, the taking of our cross, and the following of Him. Faith rests on God. Faith doesn't just rest on His promises. Faith, faith, faith rests in Him, in who He says He is. It is who He is. He is faithful. And therefore He produces faithfulness in His children. The offspring of His very Spirit become faithful because He is faithful. Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. I just... Man... If you're, if you're getting the weight of what the Spirit of God is releasing to us right now, please glorify Him, thank Him, praise Him. Just take a moment right now and say, God, I want to be faithful. I want to be a faithful steward of Your Spirit, of Your Kingdom, and I want my life to matter and count for Your glory, for Your namesake, that Jesus would be exalted in all the earth, that if He is lifted up, He will draw all men to Him, and I want to be one. I want to be the one. I want to be that person who says, I gave it all. I gave everything. I didn't have anything else to give. I gave it all for you. And I regret nothing. I regret nothing. Listen to Hebrews 11. Verse 1. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we don't see. Can you hear the language of my heart? Hear the language of the Spirit of God speaking. Listen to what he's saying. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we don't see. We don't see everything just yet. We don't see all of the promises of God just yet. We don't see all of the promises fulfilled just yet because Jesus hasn't returned and set up the fullness of his kingdom and his throne upon the earth yet, but he's going to return. And we can believe that because we see the manifestation of parts of his kingdom now, but we see in part, we prophesy in part, but we see signs, we see wonders, we see miracles, we see his word, we see the transformation of our lives and our hearts. I was a drug addict. God transformed my life and he's transforming yours. And you know this, you feel this, you experience this. You've had dreams, you've had visions, you've experienced and tasted that he's good. And so therefore you can have faith, but you can have faith 
fullness by being in a deeper place with the Holy Spirit and hearing his truth, hearing his word. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more you hear the word of God, the more you associate truth with the word of God and the more the word of God washes you. You wash by the water of the word and listen to what he says. And this, listen to this, Hebrews 11:2. this is what the ancients were commended for. This is what the people were commended for. This is what the ancients were commended for. This is what the patriarchs were commended for. Listen to what it says by faith. Verse 3, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what is visible. What is seen is not made out of what is visible. God spoke it into being and it came. Just like his promises Just like he's putting his spirit, he said it, I believe it, that settles it, it's done, it's finished. I agree with the yes and the amen of God. And therefore, I can have faithfulness. Listen to what it says here. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what is visible. And by faith, Abel offered up God a better sacrifice than Cain did. And by faith, he was commended as a righteous man. When God spoke well of his offering, and by faith he still speaks, even though he is dead. He's still speaking to us. His faith is speaking to us right now. We just read, thousands of years ago, a man's faith impacts us today because of the way that God responds to his people who believe him. Faith means to be persuaded as a noun. It means to be persuaded to trust Because we've already experienced that he's faithful in part. Listen now. The Holy Spirit in you wants you to not just have a measure of faith. He wants you to have faithfulness. He wants you to be able to trust God in all things. And some of you are going through a very difficult time. Some of you are going through a very hard time. Some of you are experiencing amazing, amazing joy right now while others are experiencing turmoil and they're unsettled and not sure what to do and what's going on. But in the midst of all of that, my friend, you can rest in the promises of God. You can trust. You can hear. And it's not just by logical agreement. It is literally by trust, which is an action and not just a thought. It's not just you believe something. It's what you believe based off of what God has said producing or prompting an action in your life which transforms your soul, which puts your mind at rest. It puts your heart at rest. Like my heart's not pounding in my chest right now. I'm not all stressed out. Why? Because I know that he who promised is faithful and he will allow us to endure to the end. He will keep us because he is faithful. But you don't have to live at a low level of just getting by. You can live in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit today. And so the fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness. It's not an isolated thing because without faith it's impossible to please God. And so faith allows us to step into grace. And grace is what empowers us to live out what He calls us to. And so we want faith. Father, I ask you right now for everyone listening to this right now to increase their faith. Holy Spirit, that you would reveal to them. I just break off right now every lie, every curse, everything that is withholding 
the promises of God from you because of maybe something that's happened to you, maybe the trauma of life, maybe the afflictions of your soul, maybe the things that have transpired, the things that have come against you. Father, I thank you right now for breaking loose the chains upon hearts and minds right now. Holy Spirit, I thank you for removing callousness right now. Holy Spirit, I thank you for revealing truth right now. I thank you for releasing dreams right now. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you bring to remembrance right now promises that you have spoken to people directly, that they've given up hope for, that you would bring it to the forefront of their mind right now and remind them, yes, I did not forget what I said. Yes, I did not forget what I said. The Lord is very clear. He When he speaks and he makes a promise, it's true. I'm not talking about false prophecies. I'm not talking about false prophets. I'm not talking about some hype. I'm not talking about the prosperity of health and wealth and, and happiness and all those types of things. Although some of those things are a measure of the truth of the word of God, it's more important that you prosper even as your soul prospers. It's more important that your soul is at rest in the Lord. And it's more important that what does it profit a person if they gain everything around them, the whole world, and yet they give over, they lose their mind, they lose their will, they lose their emotions, they lose their ability to control themselves, they lose their soul. And many of you have given over parts of your soul, you've sold parts of your soul to the world. And you call yourself a Christian and it breaks your heart. But right now God is calling you to himself. And he's saying... I receive you unto myself if you will repent right now. If you will repent of that thing, if you will let that thing go, if you will change your mind right now, I will fill that gap with faith. And I will bring you back into the beloved. You, not, I've not given up hope on you. I've shed the blood of Jesus on, on your behalf for you. And I want you back now. Now. And now. I'm empowering you now. I'm releasing grace now to respond, to respond to the truth. Of who I am. Of truth, says the Lord. Of truth. He is the truth. He is the way. He is the way. He is the way. He is the way. Not your way. Not any way. He's the way. Find the way. And walk in it. And you'll find rest and delight for your soul. It doesn't mean you'll be free from persecution and free from accusation. Jesus was accused falsely. But it will mean in the midst of the internal, you will be at peace. You will be at rest. You will trust because you'll taste and see that he's good. He's calling you now, my friend, into that place. So, Father, I thank you right now, Holy Spirit, that you come upon people tangibly in this very moment that they, you would encounter them powerfully, that they would feel your presence upon their body, feel your presence upon their mind, that they would have clarity in their hearts and in their minds right now, that you would lift off the fog, you would lift off the confusion, and that faithfulness would arise in the hearts of everyone hearing this. And so, friends, I bless you with shalom, 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 the complete, perfect peace of heaven, to walk in the Spirit, and not gratify the lusts of the sinful nature. So I bless you. I bless you. I bless you to have this encounter with God right now. Go to the secret place. Go. Go to your bedroom. Close the door and seek His face. He is true. And every, every, every accusation against Him is false. 
is false. So capture that vain imagination. Capture that thought to the obedience of Christ. And be transformed by the renewing of your mind right now. And walk in faithfulness. Now I'm going to be doing just a couple more episodes after this to finish the Fruit of the Spirit series. And then we're going to begin the Walk in the Spirit series. And we're going to talk about spirit, soul, and body. And how to put your body under subjection to the Holy Spirit. How to submit your mind, your will, and your emotions to the Holy Spirit. So you can fully walk in all of the promises that I'm sharing with you now. Stay with me for just a moment. I'm going to share some information with you real quick, how you can connect with me, how you can send emails, and and we can get acquainted with one another. I want to help you walk through this process of discipleship where you can hear the Holy Spirit for yourself. And so I bless you with peace in Jesus' name. Stay tuned. Information's coming at you now. Bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for tuning into the broadcast today. Hey, I wanted to just connect with you, share with you some other ways that you can be encouraged in your faith in Christ Jesus through Fruit of the Vine Ministries. You can visit our website at fruitofthevineministries.wix.com forward slash fruit of the vine. We have our statement of faith on there. There's a lot of encouraging books, literature, things that you can get your hands on. There's, there's some good meat in there for you to be continually encouraged in. You can also contact us by sending us an email through Fruit of the Vine Ministries at gmail.com, right here in the form on the website. Also, you can connect with us on Facebook at Fruit of the Vine Ministries Ohio. So if you go on Facebook, it's Fruit of the Vine Ministries Ohio. You'll find the Fruit of the Vine Ministries logo. And from there, just like the page and you'll get encouraging scriptures. You'll get encouraging memes, things that you can share with your friends to say, hey, listen, I follow Yeshua Jesus. I want to give you another opportunity that some people take to take advantage of. Our P.O. Box, you can write us a letter. You can let us know how you've been encouraged and strengthened in your face. And if you feel led by the Holy Spirit, you can also send a check and you can help us and support financially what Father is doing here. It's P.O. Box 222, Louisville, Ohio, 44641. And you can make that out to John Davison. There's also a link to to give on our uh, website as well. Podcasts are available as well through podbean.com. Go to Fruit of the Vine Ministries on podbean.com. Just click the subscribe and follow, and you can follow some of the latest podcasts. Sometimes they're long, sometimes they're short, sometimes they're just very short, encouraging messages. And I just wanted to give you an outlet so that you can, hey, listen, if God moves on you and you want more, if you want more of Jesus, we want to give you every ounce of grace that God has given to us. Jesus said, freely you have received, freely given. We want to encourage the church to walk in power, strength, holiness, righteousness, completely covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, walking as normal Christians in the supernatural and seeing friends, neighbors, loved ones, co-workers coming to faith, salvation knowledge in Yeshua HaMashiach. So thank you very much for spending your time with us today. And God bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Shalom.